Welcome one and all to the Nights Off Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Marin, and I've come to start off this episode kind of clarifying uh, what this podcast is going to look like going forward. I kind of want to dull back a little bit of what I said in the first episode of it being something relative to the Miami, Florida, greater scene of art, music, and whatnot, mostly because I wanted to keep it kind of open in terms of what we're really able to talk about, what we're really able to focus on. I mean, for fuck's sakes, like for one episode, we might have a movie episode, or for one episode, we might have one we're just simply talking about, I don't know, food or some shit. Point being is that I didn't want to restrict the format, and I wanted it to be something more uh, generally open. In the end, the uh, goal of this podcast is for it to be something where we generate conversation and talk about stuff that I think is cool. And I want to just look back and think we talked about some cool stuff. So in that regard, I didn't want it to keep it restrictive. And I did also do want it to be it that I'm relying on guests. But having said that, we're back with a guest. <laughs> we're going to have today Alex Shimerson, who joined me on the first episode of the Night Saw Podcast. And today's episode is going to be us primarily focusing on what our top records of the year are. I make this list every single year, and I think it'll be really fun to talk about it. I also do a similar list for movies. And while we may not do an episode entirely dedicated to movies, I will plug my Instagram, uh, which should be, you should be able to find it under just nights.off. Yeah, yeah, it should be nights.off. Same name as his podcast. <laughs> Keeping the parallels going. But yeah, yeah. On there, you'll find the same list we're going to talk about today for albums, uh, at least for me. And you'll also find that uh, list upcoming for films as well, if you are interested. But anyways, I won't bore you anymore with this. Thank you so much uh, to everyone listening. And here's my conversation with Alex Jimerson. All right. What's up, everybody? Well, I guess I had a lead in, or at least I fucking hope I did and pre-recorded that, so here we go. <laughs> we're, we're back. I'm here with Alex yet again. Talk hey. about some stuff. How the hell's your week been, man? Uh, you know, it's, it's chilling. Nothing musical-related happened, you know. Survive finals and, you know, getting involved is just, like, probably a scam, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said you're almost done, right? Oh uh, yeah, I, I should be graduating my bachelor's like in summer. Hell yeah, yeah, a lot of work. I'm like thirty, but hey, man, I'm crossing the fucking finish line. So, <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Nah, if like I, honestly, like uh, I would say, like oh man, it feels good when you get it. No, I mean it's it's just like you press the fucking button. <laughs> Doesn't make you know. Hey man. It, don't yeah. go spoil this for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I'm like, I'm graduating with international affairs, and it's just like, you know, like it, it, it's something that I like. I've wanted to graduate so badly, but I'm also like dreading having to figure out what the fuck to do with this degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, f- I felt but, the, uh, I felt the same way. Yeah, I'm just mind. happy to be over. Yeah, hell yeah. It's gonna yeah. work out. <laughs> or else this gotta work out yeah or else <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh i, I, I how assume about you, michael it's been how about, a, how, how's your week been it's been okay uh my job is 
fucking me in the ass. <laughs> um, oh. my, most, mostly because uh, mostly because I'm never doing nice. the work. Never yeah, nice. yeah, never nice, never nice. Uh, <laughs> mostly because I'm doing the work of three people, essentially. Uh, my specific role. I mean, well, well, I guess backstory. I uh, I work for a privatized uh, special education facility where we focus hey. in a program that essentially bridges the gaps with uh, children who get proven that they have educational gaps if you will <laughs> um it, 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 if you beautiful, get, beautiful cause yeah, yeah yeah beautiful cause we work with a large array of students and different diagnoses uh which has been very rewarding honestly uh yeah I, seriously i believe it yeah uh honestly the, uh, the the kids are the best part of the job it's the fucking parents that are the worst part of the job hell yeah man uh, mostly Seriously. because, yeah, I, I mean, half our clientele really is a bunch of rich people, and they're just really Word. jaded and don't really have a clear picture as to what their children actually do or have interest in, which is kind of sad, honestly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm at the forefront of uh, basically tailoring their instruction and their education, essentially bridging their gaps via our program. So it's cool. I like it, but I don't like all the work I have to fucking do. <laughs> especially the work of three people the work of the work of literally three people i mean it, it's kind of sad because i've gotten so good at doing it yeah. that they, they kind of just like oh he can handle more work i'm like but like it's just me consistently lying to them like no i, re- I really can't handle that much work it's, it's like that concept like where like they keep promoting you until you are incompetent like yeah. they're going to keep promoting you until you can't do your job and then you're not going to get promoted anymore <laughs> because you're bad at your job now yeah but, <laughs> but you know I, I did i did get a raise so i'll take that hey man hey. getting but, uh, paid and doing good yeah but it, it just makes me feel every day i go to work like i, I really 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 miss concerts <laughs> so much yeah seriously it's just pure grind right now. This whole year has just been pure grind. Yeah, cause you know? th- that was that was the go to thing to look forward to at the end of the week, and now it's gone. Everything. Nah, that's it. That was really it. Also, uh, I mean, uh, like, every, yeah. all social life has been shut down. <laughs> but that was the that was the 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 top of the mountain. We don't get to climb it no more. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of sad actually. Uh, not uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, my group of friends of mine came to town. We were supposed to all meet up, but then uh, everybody started getting worried, uh, myself included. I-, I saw certain people uh, at family gatherings and whatnot. I'm like, is this safe? Like, should we all gather? And yeah, I keep thinking, uh, you know, my family, I keep thinking about the children I work with. And it's like, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be at the forefront of passing on anything whatever but yeah you know and though like we're about to get like real spicy and messy here but um like i like i feel like educators are probably like at the most risk because the the children like from all the like avenues of information like children send seem to not be able seem to not be so vulnerable to it but they still transfer it. And the bottom line is that like, I hear like 30 year olds like me are like the biggest, like, you know, spreaders of disease. Cause I mean, in my opinion, like what we're seeing is blowback from like, a like really selfish society. It's like we, we, the society itself doesn't pay into the society. And so the society doesn't want to pay back towards it. It's like a two way street. 
mm. like the individuals within it. So it's like, you know, here you are trying to tell people like, you know, you need to wear a mask, not because it's good for you, but because it stops spreading things. People are automatically going to say, like, why? Why the fuck should I care? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, and it's, it's a, a rational, it's a rational response because like, I just feel like, uh, like all our institutions encourage that kind of like mentality where yeah, it's like, you know, all, all your fails, like all, you're, you're at fault for all your failures. And we're, we're literally as a society dealing with that's out of our control. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it like confront a lot of things, but I'm, I'm still like, I've still made the best of this year. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've been, Oh, pretty yeah. privileged with the whole fucking thing and i've seen so I've, many uh, fucking movies you know. <laughs> <laughs> i bet bro i bet you gotta be like in heaven here because you're just like concentrating you know what i mean i'm just you're all, like you know i mean i i average pretty cool I, though I'll, I'll, i try to average at least one a day on average but it's it's exceeded quite a like bit a serious uh, movie I mean, what, what, I, I watch everything, man. <laughs> I get excited about all the the bad shit too. Yeah, like uh, it's like I I, I could solidly say I probably see at least a movie a day too, but that movie might be Avengers again. <laughs> no, I mean I, I, I'm fucking excited for that fucking monster. Out there. I'm excited for that fucking you Monster know. Hunter movie coming out. Which uh, what do you mean? Which one? They're they're fucking making a an adaptation of that game, uh, but it's like a I forgot who's on it. Let me look it up right the now. The one actually. with the, the eyeball guy. No, it's a uh, okay. So it's uh and the stone the stone man. The stone man. No, this is the fucking uh, monster hunter game with like the bone swords and the giant dinosaur dragon things. And uh, they got uh, this time around. They got what's her name? Mia. It's, J- it was Jov- like Pokemon, right? Djokovic. Uh, it's kind. Of, I mean, I don't know if it's like Pokemon. I think you literally just go out and fucking kill shit, and then you use the shit that you kill uh, to make materials for like new weapons and oh, armor and shit. No, it's no, it's no. super I big was, in Japan. I was confused. I was thinking Monster Rancher. Oh, dude! <laughs> Holy I'm shit! Like, I haven't. Who's Mina Djokovic gonna play? <laughs> <laughs> Swayzo. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, wasn't there like a, a dude named Moochie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like a little duck thing. I, I, man, I have not thought about Monster Rancher. Yeah, I have not thought about Monster Rancher so long. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking about you're talking about Monster Hunter, the hit game from like two years ago or something like that. Yeah, but oh, like man. It, it looks it looks I'm pretty tripping. bad, but I can't fucking wait. I think it's being directed by the same dudes that did the Resident Evil films. I think. No. Good times. Hey man, <laughs> they're making Metal Gear Solid. Oh yeah, my, well, my I, boy. Oh dude, I don't know if they're gonna be able to pull that off in like two hours. I don't. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think so either. But I do I like don't Oscar think Isaac. You can do that. No, because it's like I like the like the memes have been so smart. You know what I mean? Like they're <laughs> not the typical just shit posts. They're like really smart memes. And it's like here are four pictures. They're all they're they're not the same person. You have to <laughs> identify who each one is. And it's like Solid Snake, Big Boss. You know what I mean? Liquidus or, or, or not Liquidus? The, the one where it's like the the big boss under plastic surgery. You know what uh, I mean? And they also yeah. have Snake. 
Snake Plissken, and it's like if you're an ex- <laughs> if your executives can't answer this question, I have zero faith in this project. <laughs> I, I wonder what what it's part like, what part would they even adapt for that movie? Would you it be can't like, fit Shadow Moses in two hours. Yeah, yeah. There's like seven people he has to kill in like a dramatic <laughs> fashion. <laughs> Actually, you know? it, it probably would have been better suited for a TV show. Oh yeah, that would be the dopest. <laughs> like, and, and like, I think the casting is incredible. You know what I mean? But it's just like the content-wise, it's like I'm pretty sure Kojima's intro videos are longer than a movie. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're like an hour long. And all, you know what all, I mean? Where he's just like explaining easy. capitalism, capitalism, and the philosophers. <laughs> the Patriot Act. Exactly. Shadow Moses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't played that shit in forever. That's a classic, dude. Honestly, like, like, uh, like, I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm excited for it, but it, I, I, I feel like it's gonna come out like Assassin's Creed, where it's gonna be like, <laughs> like cut, cut up mess, where it's just like, yo, I'm in medieval times, now I'm in prison. This is the guy from the wire. Let's go do shit. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what was going on. In the I completely movie. forgot I that they like did an Assassin's Creed games. movie. Holy shit. That was a fucking Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That's a great casting. You know, not even he can save that shit. <laughs> that shit oh was wild. It, it's, it's, I it's have to go back into the past. <laughs> <laughs> they also did a, they also did like a Prince of Persia film too. I remember. That was Jake Gyllenhaal, right? <laughs> yes, I didn't even watch it, but I kind of want to now. I, I'm I, probably gonna go out and look for it now. I I remember watching it in the theaters, but I don't remember. Was I don't remember good? what. I, I don't remember was it if good? it was good or not. It, pro- it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't. <laughs> it probably wasn't. <laughs> like, I'm asking that question knowing full well. You know, oh, holy we shit! That's right. Ben, holy shit! Ben Kingsley was the bad guy. That's right. Holy shit. No, bro, Gandhi. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so yeah, Gandhi's before before, guy. before we talk about music and shit, I did live up to your promise. I did uh, watch. I did watch Funny Games, the sequel. Oh, the remake, <laughs> the American yeah. remake. It was good. You enjoy it. Holy fucking shit! It's literally the same thing again. <laughs> uh, he, it is. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's That's so. It's so wild. But you know what? <laughs> The American one is ever so slightly better, though. I actually really liked it. Why? Um, the acting? Michael Pitt, the guy who plays, I guess, like the main yeah. of the two. Main weirdo. Main weirdos. <laughs> he, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's way more charismatic, and he delivers uh, all the lines so much more uh, excitingly than the, the original dude. And Tim Roth and his wife, I can't remember. I think it's it's not Jodie Foster, it's uh, somebody else. Yeah. I'm but forgetting. like she ki- she yeah. kills it. I can't remember her name, but like I Na- Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts, exactly. Like she's pretty much Jodie Foster. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it, it, it was good it was good uh i mean granted i cannot recommend fucking funny games to like basically anybody because it's literally you can't. yeah it's just you a, will look like a crazy person yeah and it, I, <laughs> it's wild to me that the guy who directed the original made it twice yeah basically went back and made it again and so like what what was his logic was it he really like is crazy you know it i don't really I, I don't think i don't think they got it the first time let's do it again so I would do it with better actors. 
Boba Gay do the same exact thing. <laughs> but it, it's wild. Literally every single story beat, every single framing of the shots are almost like one to one. Dude, that's insane. Like if you told me to like like do do an essay over, like it's not gonna be the same fucking essay when I submit it. Like you know what I mean? Like he had a chance to do the whole thing over. It's like, nah, it's perfect. It just needs better actors and maybe a better language too. But, yeah. <laughs> but all the all the like uh all the fourth pro- uh, wall breaking and stuff it's sick yeah all of it happens remote. yeah all that happens in the original but uh god damn bro that's kind of disappointing <laughs> <laughs> like in the exact same way in the exact same time they got that fucking crazy person song <sighs> fuck i forgot who made that song how, how it's like it's like you know it's like it's like if you had like a musician or something like like make like a really experimental sound or something but he only made like one song like <laughs> <laughs> so he just keeps playing that one song it's like it's a very good song but i don't know if you wrote it <laughs> or something you know what i mean like as, as, so, as so far weird. as i understand yeah yeah as far as i understand How the director can't replicate the art yeah the director uh his name is haneke or something like that haneke uh he's known for I think Other I think stuff, he, right? I think he's known for controversial stuff. Not maybe not on the same tier as Lars von Trier. I don't know if you know him, but uh, but yeah, he's got like wild stuff. But I hear he's really good at. Uh, I mean, this is gonna, not going to make him sound any less weirder. But apparently, he's really good at directing child actors <laughs> to actually be good. Nah, that's going to be more weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah more, definitely more weird. <laughs> but, uh, more but, weird. But, but yeah, like, but it made me think uh, while I was watching the movie, like, who the fuck lets their child? Like, who agrees to like, yeah, yeah, let my child be in this movie? <laughs> for real, for real, dog. Like, but like again, like you know, all those like child actors probably do not have like parents like that's like really putting their safety Dad, as, like, a as yeah. a priority you know what i mean like they're like they're foregoing their like development for a job essentially you know as as speaking to someone in the education system you must value education <laughs> <laughs> well Either way, I, I think he pulls it off, and that that kid did a good job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, that's cool though. But yeah, funny so games. there you How'd go. How did you find it? Funny game. Oh, the original. Uh, both. How did you find these videos? Because like I saw, I saw funny games in like a college uh, art film festival thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. back in two thousand one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not two thousand one. Yo, you know? Okay. So this is the second episode, so I get to clarify this. Sadly, I didn't do it in the middle, but I listened to our video, like our podcast, the first one. I mm. got all my fucking dates wrong. All my fucking dates <laughs> That's wrong. That's fine, dude. Like, I was, I was listening. I was, like, literally listening to myself. It's like, yeah, bro, I saw Noon X in, like, 2002. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm, like, listening to myself. I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. You know what I mean? But it's like, I just got my 10, like, 2012, 2002s all... I fumbled. I really did it. I'm not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Never doubt you for a second. All right, but for the, for anybody <laughs> who happens to hear it, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no funny games. I heard. Uh, actually, um, I had heard of funny games when I was you. 
a lot younger for the first time actually when uh, a friend of mine named Georgia is like yeah like the worst movie I've ever fucking seen in my entire life is this movie called Funny Games it's just fucking shit and I'm like awesome I gotta watch it <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not gonna take your word for it <laughs> let me make sure he, he didn't even go into plot or anything I literally knew nothing about it or what it was about probably, going in he probably doesn't really care about like movies but you know uh I mean? yeah, yeah but after watching I'm like it's oh like, <laughs> this is why he hates if it, it. If it ain't Mike, if it ain't Michael Bay, I ain't a ball. <laughs> but ain't Keanu Reeves. Hey, don't hey, don't slander that man's name right now. Not right <laughs> I, now. I do love. I do <laughs> that love that man. The dog. Like I'm playing Cyberpunk right now, and he is my hero, bro. <laughs> like even in the game, he's so cool. He's like, <laughs> like I like, you know. I just don't get like you know media sometimes because it's like you have literally like a world of imagination to go through where you could like come up with your wildest ideas like i was watching lovecraft country and the way that is introduced it's like a black man in world war ii shooting at like a faceless enemy over the trenches it's an amazing intro (laughs) yeah and then all of a sudden it's like ufos and aliens and and it's like, I don't understand why people are afraid to do stuff like that. Because there is like a, a constant fear of just shoving down this like CBS laugh track, you know? So like, like they were literally reusing shots and like Transformers and Transformers was still beca- making billions of dollars in the world. You know, I was like watching some, like I was watching Mark Hamill, like crying about how like they just misused, you know, his, his, his his uh his identity essentially you know what i mean like luke is his face you know and they just like made luke an asshole in his opinion you know and it's is because it was like you know disney owns star wars they could do whatever the fuck they wanted you know it's uh it's crazy and they it's it's just poor decisions for the face of like making money and stuff like that like you can understand why they do it but it's like like i like i don't understand how it took us so long to get something like cyberpunk you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like it's, a, it's such a simple concept it's just in the future sci-fi and all this kind of stuff like i'm i'm watching like a lot of like regurgitated media where like scenes that feel just out of blade runner it's like we've had these stuff you know what i mean and it's just like people are just afraid to be bold and and, and they're kind of like ideas i like the whole you know netflix amazon stuff because it's it's allowing people to get a lot of more like you know risky with their choices but i still feel like like that kind of dollar agenda is still really kind of hurting yeah no i mean there kind of is a lack of ambitious storytelling overall across media that being said i mean you still have your examples they do exist but sometimes they just unfortunately those people don't really get the advertising or really the the public eye half the time well not always not always like like i didn't like game of thrones but i like i i understand like the amount of depth and like is in the show you know what i mean yeah like like you know the mandalorian is a perfect example to me of like you know how how just having put just putting a little bit of work just putting a little bit of work in your art like will like make it somewhat like successful like like they have only have themselves for like the failures of the sequels they really only have themselves to blame. 
you know <laughs> it was just a, it was just a fucking product of laziness it's jj abrams and kathleen kennedy just fucking being lazy and and thinking like yo i print money with star wars like fuck you it doesn't matter what i do and they're right but like when they made baby yoda baby yoda is like a product of like like fan um like I, i'm trying there's a word that i'm trying to use fan of you know what i mean where where you where you where you just fan um oh no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, I think i know what you're trying to say um fan service. I, there fan you service. go but yeah like, uh, like a baby Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian is a is a perfect product of like taking an idea that is like focused on being successful. Like Boba Fett, most successful product of Star Wars. Yoda, one of the most successful identities in Star Wars. Taking the most obviously successful elements of this thing and then just expanding on it. Yeah. You know, like with pure pure fan fan service, you get exactly what you want out of it. You get the money and then you get the culture. You know, the baby Yoda was like a fucking zeitgeist thing. You know, everything was like centered around that kind of shit for a little while. And that's what you want. You want to have like the, the public's attention and stuff like that. Just the same way Game of Thrones did. And that's a, that's a product of like, you know, passionate people, but like idiots like take over and shit like that. Yeah. You know, like that, that's what happened with Game of Thrones where like, well, Game of Thrones was a little bit messy. And I'm like, and I'm like a a bystander observer on that kind of shit. Like, I don't like Game of Thrones, and I'm just watching you guys, like, kill yourselves over it kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the books are not even over! <laughs> and then George R. R. Martin may kick the bucket before he finishes yeah, the whole dude. damn thing. How wild. I mean, granted, you know you know for sure that there's some dude out there who he has to have as his failsafe who just knows how it ends or what his vision is, or at least I fucking hope so. I don't think so, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe George R. R. Martin is just a weirdo like that. I don't. I don't know much about the guy, but maybe he's just like, no, nah, only I can know everything. He's got like a dead man switch. It's like, y'all, y'all fuck with me. You try to you try to get that uh, IRS on me. Uh huh. You're never gonna find out what happens. You're never gonna know. <laughs> but yeah, all, all, I honestly, all this shit would uh, make for a good episode. Just conversation about all that stuff for sure. But anyways, yeah, let's 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 pivot into records, I guess. <laughs> let's let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. talk about let's talk about music that came out this year. But anyways, all right. So 2020, what a fucking year for music. Uh, yeah, honestly, it ended up, really, in my opinion, it ended up being a really good year for music overall, which is cool to see that so many artists were able to. I mean, granted, they. I'm not. I'm not here to say that they made out very well because of all this by all means they they're, 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 they are very they are very much fucked but what what the what covid kind of did i guess in a positive light was force a lot of artists to be you know tap into their creativity because you know with all the downtime yeah. a lot of new ideas and a lot of new stuff came out as a result of it which that's cool and it was really awesome to see that while music isn't still going on in the live sense that we all fucking miss it's still yes, yeah. it's still going on, you know, in well, and there's a whole conversation to be had about streams and all that, but we won't go there. <laughs> but the point is, we got yeah. a lot, we got a lot of cool shit. Yeah, you're 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 100 right. It's like, um, you know, like we we don't live in the same like musical centric world where it's like there's so much more bullshit that music comes with now. You know what I mean? Like with all the the media presence, the internet, and all this kind of stuff. 
And uh, personally, like, you know, I, I enjoy all that kind of extra bullshit. And, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I walked away from our last podcast. I was really angry at us, man. We completely forgot to mention Zeta. We did not mention them once. We did not. <laughs> and they're probably like the biggest thing out of Miami, honestly. Like they're like, like, you know, they're probably the heaviest hitters. Even out of everybody I mentioned and everything, they're probably the heaviest hitters. You know what I mean? And um, the, 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 the real artists out there, they really made the best out of this year where they're, they're locked in. And they learned new avenues of trying to express themselves and stuff like that. And Zeta was one of them too. Like uh, I know their guitarist; he was trying to do some sort of vegan, like uh, cooking show. <laughs> yeah, Danny's got that whole plant-based cooking thing, which is sick. I see Palomino Blonde doing live streams from like little different locations and stuff like that. Like people are doing their best to survive, but I, I do think like. You know, I think we are in trouble in the sense that, like, we're about to lose all our fucking venues. Like, um, I know for a fact that we've just lost, uh, what's it called? Space Mountain. Yeah. That closed perma- that closed permanently, like, four or five months ago. Yeah. And then, um, the when I was living in Orlando, I got really involved in the punk scene up there. And the big focal points... And up there are a place called Uncle Lou's and Will's Pub. And Will's Pub... Oh, Will's just, Pub kicked is, the bucket? It, Will's Pub, Pub is announcing that like they're they're taking donations in, in order to save. They're asking for just 10K in order to just, like, you know, stay afloat so that the music scene can stay, stay alive there. Because, you know, <laughs> I, there's the Hanano Center... They've got the Abbey, but the Abbey caters to like major artists. The Hanano Center may supplement it, but it's not Will's Pub. Will's Pub is like a great location. Yeah, you know, it's got like five bars on that same street, and it's a, it, it would be just a terrible shame to lose Will's Pub. You know, and I feel like everybody's facing that right now. Every single punk scene. Yeah, I think um, Saint Vitus uh, I, has been doing a whole bunch of shit, like crowdfunding. Uh, GoFundMe, just to stay alive. Yeah, a whole bunch of like That's exclusive so merch and stuff. They're doing a like a day, uh, like a weekly live show to get people, you know, still active and involved. They're talking to a whole bunch of artists and bands who played there. But I yeah, it's crazy. So bad. Yeah, oh, it's sick. <laughs> yeah, man. I know you got to got the chance to like. What was this? You guys just see self defense there? Right? I, I, I've I've been there a lot. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, awesome, I, 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 I've I've seen quite a few people there. Uh, Amin Ra I saw there. Self defense I saw there. That was that was fun. Hell yeah. That's but, cool. Uh, man. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, I it's like it's it's so that. sad, dude. <sighs> and. But anyways, to, to, to speak a, a more of the positive light of things, like we did, in fact, get a lot of good new music. And I'm, I'm really hopeful for the vaccines and everything, uh, which seem to be going in a direction. I just don't know <laughs> if everything's savvy with that. But again, another yeah. topic for another day. Uh, but with that being said, uh, so I came up with a list. I come up with it every year. Uh, and it's always fucking disorganized, if only for the sense that, like, I've tried different variations of how I make my list. Uh, it started off with, like, okay, here's the top 10 records. And then 10, mm-hmm. became, and then 10 became 20. And then 20 became 50. And then I started making subdivisions of lists. Like, here's the top 10 sludge metal records, and here's the top 10 uh, hardcore records. And uh, everything kind of just 
got pigeonholed in certain places. Whereas this year, I kind of just said, like, well, I listened to, like, a fuck ton of different shit, so to do that would be insane. Uh, and then and then Spotify just, like, fed into all our egos. And yeah, like, with the you, Spotify rap. You listen to 700 new genres, <laughs> and you're like, damn, that's, like, that's insane. Some of the, like, some like, of the terminology that pops saw, up, yeah, yeah. I saw a meme of someone in the headquarters of Spotify, like, like, someone tell me how many genres there are (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some weird ass genres that pop up in that shit like what the fuck is void gaze (laughs) all that shit or post i mean post do metal i guess kind of makes sense i guess but i've just i've just never heard it referred to yeah i listen to post do metal (laughs) yeah yeah for real you just say doom uh, (laughs) Doom. it's 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 odd but uh yeah there's there's some wild terminology that goes turn around with spotify wrapped but either way this year i decided let's that's just good do business yeah straight up that's just good business it's just yeah. like hey bro let me let me inflate your ego <laughs> and encourage games. you to listen to more music <laughs> i'm like do it tell me i'm smart and i'm tell me i'm I'm interesting and <laughs> tell me I'm the one point zero percent top listener of this particular artist. Yes, <laughs> yes. Tell me, tell me I'm in the top one percent of thou listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So this year I forced myself to just stick to twenty, uh, which is already a big number already. But and I wanted to see if I could really mix in. And this year I also did something a little different. It was uh, I usually separate LPs from EPs. So my top 10 lists or whatever top list of the year end up just being solely LPs or like studio records. But this year I was just like, yeah, (laughs) but, uh, this, this year I was like, you know what? Fuck all that. It's just 20, it's just 20 releases, 20 musical releases that I found were cool, including EPs, including splits or whatever the fuck it may be. There you go. It's all out there. There's, there's, there's one demo on this list. So yeah, that's fine. Uh, Is it the, for your health? Uh no, but the For Your Health record I am very excited about. <laughs> they have they have the album that's coming out next year. Yeah. But they had uh demos. Like right, I right, guess right. EPs. I guess they'd be EPs. They had EPs coming out this year. You know what I mean? They're so good. I but, I really like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, I I'm really excited to see that album. But it, 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 I have a feeling it's going to be like same songs we keep hearing. Yeah, they're they're kind of, like I mean I saw I saw the, I, just to pivot randomly to for your health uh, I saw the live stream uh, that they put out the other day on Hey Five Six, which is very high quality, very, like Sunny Hey Five Six. Shout out Jesus Christ doing God's work. Uh, yeah, God's work for real. Literally God's work. <laughs> uh, but they're, they seem on this new record to be leaning a little bit to Sasscore, uh, which I'm not. Sassy. Yeah, I'm not too big into Sasscore. I know, I know, uh, CU Space Cowboy is also kind of doing the same thing. They're leaning into the screamo slash Sasscore variant of hardcore. So, when you when you say Sasscore, do you mean like the pterodactyl scream? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of that. A little bit more of like how the vocals are expressed, like the like just like the. Ah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know how to yeah, describe yeah. it, but I uh, get, no, I get, I, I get, I can get an impression of what you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. just from the name, yeah. But uh, that's that's a thing. Like people have actually coined that term, which is wild. Uh, but I this like, is this I is one of the genres Spotify <laughs> is talking about. <laughs> you listen to primarily Sasscore, Sasscore this year. 
you sassy bitch. <laughs> but uh, but you know, for your health seems to be kind of leaning into that. Uh, yeah. when they're when they're not leaning a hundred percent into that. I think they're pretty good. But I don't know. I mean, overall, I mean, I did listen to a fuck ton of Screamo, and Screamo will be very much on this list. Uh, Love it. Yes. But I, but I also did not listen to a lot of metal this year, and I know, like, right as I say that, the four or five people who follow me on Instagram specifically for metal are just like, well, fuck this. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, but stick with me. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I leaned way Please. more... I leaned way, <laughs> please. I leaned way more hardcore punk, uh, and yeah, I guess po- post hardcore all that shit this that's year. Me going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always liked it more than metal, but uh, I've I've Same. never lied about that. But um, but it, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a mood thing. Yeah, you know. Like I have a friend named Andre. I was telling him not too long ago. Like this year, I've just really I've been falling out of metal. Like I just haven't been drawn to it as much. There, there. I'll have like two or three things that are metal related on here, and it'll make sense when we get to it. But uh, let's let, let's just let's just talk about this shit. Okay. Let's get in. Let's get in. So at number twenty, I'll, I'll go backwards. So number twenty, we have uh, a band I know you're familiar with is uh, Envy's latest record, The Fallen Crimson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Ooh, that, I forgot they had a new one. Yeah, Envy out of Japan, six piece. Uh, genres, if you guys aren't aware, are ranging anywhere between screamo, post hardcore, and post rock. Really, they're known for uh, their really cool amalgam of post rock with the more like atmospheric and beautiful elements, with the more screamy, heavy stuff that lead singer Tetsuya Fukugawa does. Uh, and this, this this is interesting, too, because this record... Please, did you did you really nail that right there? Did yeah. Did you really nail it? I, I fucking love these guys. I know a lot about them. Oh, God, bro. I want to high-five you so bad. I was like, damn, he just hit that shit out the park. <laughs> but um, literally two years before this came out, Tetsu- Ooh, can you say his name again? Tetsuya Fukagawa. Oh, yes. Okay, let's go. Or as I, lovely, <laughs> or as I lovingly refer to him as Tetsu. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this was put out on Sanzai Records. That's their label. Uh, and then here in America, it gets put out on Temporary Residence, which is that uh, Brooklyn label. That's, if you, I mean, Temporary Residence is fantastic. That's like the same label that yeah. Mogwai puts out stuff here in the U.S. Uh, basically all the post-rock bands. Uh, Mono has oh. their stuff on there. Uh, oh, I think I, I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, that's not the the label with this. This will destroy you or something like that. I th- I, I want to say that they're on there actually. <laughs> like literally all I the think, literally all the good post rock bands are on there. Yeah, that like I remember you telling me about this label and you go down that list and I was like, it's it's pretty much everybody. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so um, two years prior to this, uh, Tetsuya Fugawa actually announced. Ironically, on April Fool's Day, uh, that he was just out. He wasn't part of the band anymore. He wanted to separate himself from Envy. He was done. And that was a huge bummer because I think he's very... His screaming style is very interesting. Uh, it's unique. It's a lot... It's like more so spoken word. Not in the vein of Law Dispute, but more so like he's just like kind of poetically giving discord i don't even know how to describe it honestly but his his vocals are just unique and interesting and i've always really it's fucking dramatic. liked them. yeah very very it's dramatic like, it's dramatic and it's he, like, he always walks the balance between like his spoken prose which is like more so he's just delivering poetry and then he just goes into his screams which is wild 
and it, it's a really really nice mix between that and you get the more atmospheric really nice beautiful sounding post-rock riffs and shit which is oh, yeah. when i first heard that as a kid uh i was like holy shit this is amazing why do other bands yeah. do this only to find out that other yeah. bands do in fact do that but <laughs> but like uh, no not, not nowhere near like that yeah you not, know what I mean? not like, on the same like, level envy is just like you know it's like straight syrup no carbonated water yeah you know what i mean they're they're like they're it, by a, beyond <laughs> influential like death heaven uh has cited on numerous occasions like we probably wouldn't have existed without envy like creating uh, you know, that amalgam you you mentioned envy and you started talking about you know the origins and all that kind of stuff and i immediately thought like you know everybody looks at death haven as like you know like as as like this kind of like um you know uh post-rock black metal amalgam mm-hmm. and everything like that but i kind of like you know with the exception of like the 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 classic black metal blast beats with the the drum pedal combo Burzum? uh huh Burzum? Burzum? <laughs> no but i'm saying like you know how all black metal has that moment Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There and the, the bass drum at the same right, time. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel like uh, Envy really paved the way for like you know, for like black gaze and all that stuff. Exactly, like really like bringing post rock into heavy music. You know, yeah. post rock bef- before Envy was like explosions in the sky. It was Godspeed you. It was mm-hmm. like you know, kind of like shit you'd see for inspirational sports videos and shit like that. And um, and then it became like, you know, like weaponized. You know what I mean? <laughs> like now that shit really shakes you, you know, in these heavy ass fucking envy songs. And then oh yeah, that, for sure. You know, yeah. thank God for envy. No, thank so- God for envy. <laughs> Say his name, Tetsuo. <laughs> but uh. But anyway, <laughs> he he did eventually announce that he rejoined the band, and I was hell yeah, I was very excited, and I was, I had no idea what the hell they were gonna do. But as far, as I understood, after Tetsu left, they also lost. I think um, it was two of their core members that they'd had for so long. Those guys were officially out, uh, but they got these two other dudes who were heavy in the post rock scene, and they're like, yeah, we'll just take on that mantle. We'll just do something with you. It's fine. Uh, they put out this record as their first release as I guess this new collective of members they're a six piece yeah. by the way I think I said that but whatever uh, yeah this record's fucking great uh, there's so much memorable stuff compared to the last record that they put out because I felt I felt the last one they put out uh, which was right before Tetsu ends up leaving it, if, it, it's not that it was bad I, I honestly do like all their records but I felt it was definitely more wishy-washy definitely kind of losing that sheen and that that X factor, if you will. But this is a very nice return to form with just some really memorable uh, songs. And there's one song where you hear for the first time ever Tetsuya sing melodically the entire time. So I don't know if that's of interest to anybody, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> did, you, did you did you enjoy it? Like, is it- yeah, it, it, it it works. It works. Uh, it works as a nice pivot to like all the other heavy stuff that he puts on there right before it comes on. So it doesn't come yeah, across as like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm really, I'm really familiar with NBA. I knew they had that album that came out this year. I really didn't dive in, but um, it's good. It's but good. it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, how like we said it passing earlier. It's a mood thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't just like straight up uh just be like going right into envy. What <laughs> 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 and it's like it's like you know you you you're you're to point you're you're to a point when he he delivers these kind of dramatic like soft spoken poetry lines where it's like and then it just goes into explosiveness you know what i mean it's yeah. it's it's really intense so I, i've always wanted to check them out live um, and i i got yeah for real but i gotta i gotta check out um my man singing <laughs> it's it's cool it's cool uh and yeah i guess i guess we'll i'll go down my list a bit and then when i get towards maybe the top i'll, I'll pivot to you because yeah. i know you got a few for sure uh yeah you got like two or three <laughs> not, okay. not even you, Good you, enough. You, you you disproved one of them so now i don't even want to bring up hesitation ones because i'm like confused <laughs> as their origins but, uh, it's all good dude uh good number 19 this is an interesting one this is the demo we have sex with a terrorist which is uh arts it's like artfully uh displayed as s-w-a-t swat uh this is this is a this is interesting if, if no one's aware of this but this is if i mean if you're a Patrick Kinlan fan of Self Defense Family fan. Yeah. This is literally Patrick from Self Defense and Ian, who is a member of uh, the band Regional Justice Center, who is a power violence band that's fucking sick, and I love yeah, everything he does. Uh, this is him and Patrick making a hardcore punk demo under this moniker, and you get you basically get to hear Patrick like sing as if though he was in an actual hardcore band, a la like Dead Guy void it's fucking sick <laughs> he's, start, he, he's throat singing he's not shouting anymore right yeah you got it you just have to listen to it <laughs> i gotta hear it i gotta hear it i like i like regional defense um regional uh, justice yeah regional justice system i was like regional defense family <laughs> <laughs> close enough close enough but uh yeah fucking sick demo i mean it, again it's it's these are my favorite releases i'm not gonna go out and say this is better than everything out that came out this year but definitely something that if you like void if you like dead guy or if you happen to like say, this is the best <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a fun demo that came out this year for sure up number 18 another band i know you're familiar with we have uh out of los angeles california five-piece band touche amore and their new record lament Nice. Uh, off Epitaph nice. Records, genres uh, ranging from post-hardcore to screamo to indie punk, if that makes sense. But yeah, no, uh, I've loved Touche forever. Uh, definitely one of the biggest contenders right now. Really, one of the most popular contenders right now of just bands that just do that melodic hardcore style very well. It's not. I feel like Touche also has just like a profound influence in the community. Yeah, like they really—they oh, they, are, they are the fucking nice. Yeah, they are the fucking nicest people. Like I know everybody says that about Jeremy and about all the yeah. band members, but like I, I, I've met them several times, and they're, they're just so great. Like uh, I have this very fond experience of being at a music fest in Georgia. I think I told you about this, but Gaujaway was actually opening for them that night. This is like a fucking two o'clock in the middle of the night. Uh, and Jeremy, oh, man. Jeremy's just chilling, standing right next to me in the crowd, like watching Gouge Away play. And it was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. Yeah, it is cool. 
like uh <laughs> i i kind of got like an opposite experience where i was way too drunk and obnoxious and i like and I, I was watching thou and i was laughing my ass off because like i like thou you know what i mean i love thou mm-hmm. but like you know there's also like an element when when it would come to these extreme artists where if you just to take your take a step out of the box you know what i mean the box you put yourself in to enjoy the music and stuff like that it looks funny <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like you're watching thou like <laughs> and i was piss ass drunk with you know um a, a girl at the time my girl at the time and i was just laughing my ass off and i was like hanging out with like the singer for like the 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 band exerces because i was just hanging out like near the 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 walkway where all the bands were and you know i i saw his set and i i was talking shit with them but apparently he was like really looking forward to um thou and i really did not he made his experience (laughs) way better <laughs> he probably thinks f- fondly of that. Fuck that, that, that guy. Fucking, Fuck that guy. Fucking dickhead talking to me while I'm trying to watch Thou. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, yeah, Touche, great band. They've been around forever. If you if you know oh, them, yeah, you, if you know them, you know them. Uh, this record's really cool just because I really feel that they leaned into a lot of unorthodox influences for them which is interesting like they actually kind of sound like Def Heaven at sometimes which is funny because they're really good friends and George of Def Heaven actually did a lot of the art and photography work for uh, the visuals okay. of this record so I, I don't doubt that they kind of took like some some creative influences from them like implementing some more atmospheric more I guess kind of leaning in the shoegaze direction on some of the yeah. tracks and it's really fucking cool so yeah check that out uh, up next for number 17 is Young Jesus this record Welcome to Conceptual Beach uh, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're familiar with the band Young Jesus uh, no I'm not <laughs> they're a four piece out of Los Angeles uh, they put this one off Saddle Creek Records and god how do I describe Young Jesus they're like a alt rock emo post punk art rock shoegaze band <laughs> Uh, everything. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're everything. They're, they're everything. Uh, their whole thing is that, from what I understand about most of their compositions, is that it's half of it's practically improvisation, a la jazz, which is sick. Because you listen to, yeah, uh, I love it. You listen to the recordings, like this is improvisation. <laughs> like apparently, uh, they kind of just go off like a few riffs that they think sound good, and then whatever happens, whatever happens, happens. Uh, this That's record, right. this particular record, feels a tad bit more structured as opposed to some of the more alt rock leanings of like the past ones, where there's a lot more of the improvisation. Uh, granted, I'm sure there's still that in here, and I'm just not smart enough to like say like that's it, that that part's the improvisation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get you. But I, I've I've gone on record describing Young Jesus as thinking man sad music. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that means, but basically it just it just means like it's 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 smarter sad music. I don't know these guys. I, I definitely think these guys are really cool. Uh, they're I am very very interesting I man. Am offended with that statement because <laughs> I listen to screamo, the, the dumb man's 
sad music. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they just make really good sad music, uh, and I think it was it was appropriate for this year. We'll, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the dumb man sad music in a bit. <laughs> now wait, so I got a question. Yes. About production of this project. Now, um, like this of this podcast. Yes. Like, is it like illegal for you to actually feature the music? Uh, as far as I understand, fair use, uh, which is like yeah. the whole copyright bullshit, whatever. If you're critiquing it. We can technically play shit stuff. I'm pretty sure. No. But uh, then why doesn't Anthony Fantano? <laughs> why doesn't Anthony <laughs> Fantano show me the music? It's always like I gotta now go find it, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I would need to look into that actually because I'm curious if like if he did if you could some, just like feature him. Like, yeah, if, if we, we could play it, a song right now, exactly. It's and like it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I know I know these other podcasts I listen to do similar shit to that, but. I don't know. For the sake of not knowing my shit, I'll just I'll just keep rambling on like a crazy person. You know, we're working this out. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, it's something to think about because it's like uh, like this band right here. Um, maybe maybe if I heard them, my anger would subside a little bit from hearing <laughs> <laughs> from hearing about I am a dumb person. <laughs> no, you're not a dumb person, dude. I'm playing. You're, you're, you're just a, you're just a dickhead who ruins everybody's concert experiences. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I am just a nihilist, and I am intruding on everybody else. <laughs> uh, n- number sixteen is a a band, or actually, it's not even a band. Well, live, it's a band, but it's really the our project of this one chick named Melissa Gion. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Mm-hmm. But uh, her name, uh, her project's called MJ Guider with her record this year, Sa- Sour Cherry Bell. MJ Guider, I seen them perform live uh, for Dow. Uh, actually, uh, Melissa helps perform in Dow, which is pretty sick. There, she's also from New Orleans, just like the game. What what she play? She uh so this project is very like ambient pop, dream pop and shoegaze. Yeah. Kind of all that kind of spear. Really ethereal, really uh really vibey stuff. Um if that sounds any what interesting to anyone listening to this, I would encourage you to listen to the track FM Square, which is the track off mm-hmm. this record. If you like that track, you're you're probably gonna fuck with the record. <laughs> it's uh it's it's very much that. it's very much a mood piece, for sure. I love that team, man. Like they are just so bold, you know, and experimental and diverse, you know. Yeah. The, the Val team, you know. No, for sure. Like well, I, I know, I know. I was just making fun of Val a second ago, but like Val is just so, you know, brave as as artists. You know what I mean? It's just amazing. I, I'd argue they're probably my favorite metal metal band at the moment. <laughs> I, really I, I like honestly, them. I would put them as far as to say they're like probably the top of the mountain. Right? I, yeah. I, I, I really, really like them. all the moves that they're making you yeah know? it's 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 really cool what they're doing and yeah uh, melissa who does this project she uh she performs with thou i saw her perform with thou actually in new york uh doing their quiet right. set which was them basically basically playing songs off their inconsolable ep which is them just singing normally acoustic guitar yeah. stuff really really sick that I, they, I, they they just do i that. saw them <laughs> i saw them do that set on think the tiny dust yeah, 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 she's there. She's totally there. Really dope shit. 
But yeah, so I would definitely encourage everybody to check out her project because she's really fantastic and she's really talented. Along with Emily, he's also uh, contributed some work on this uh, track and who also put out a record this year under the moniker Silver Godling. Silver Godling. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> MJ Guider. Cool stuff. Cool. Uh, num- number 15 is a band I don't know if you know, but I'd like you to know because I think you'd like them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a band called Respire with their new record, Black Line. They are no, a, I'm not, not really familiar. They are a six-piece band out of Toronto, Ontario. And, man, how do I even begin to describe their music? They are blackened screamo, but also leaning in like post-rock, very much like Envy. Uh, yeah. Screamo, post-hardcore, a little bit of that black gaze sound kind of comes out of their music. And what's cool about them, their whole gimmick is that they have someone playing violin on on stage so you kind of get yeah. that yeah you so you kind of get that classical music fusion uh with some of these more screamo bits and it's sick they've they've performed with loma they've performed That's with crazy they've performed with a lot of like the big hitters <laughs> of screamo and i've i i really liked them before uh they had a record um before this one called denouement and that was a really really cool record uh but this one is really cool. If I were to lend one tiny critique to this record, it's only that the vocal mixing at times does get a little bit hard to distinguish the vocals because there's two screamers in the band, uh, and okay. it's it's fucking sick when they just like start singing together. But sometimes it gets a little bit muddled in the mix. But overall, though, this is like a big step up in the direction that they were going on the last record, and it's it's fucking dope. Another record that almost it. didn't see the limelight, too, by the way, because of fucking crazy sexual assault allegations. Not from anyone in the band, thank God. Uh, it w- they were going to put out this record on Holy Roar Records. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that label. Yo, uh, dude. You know, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. They, I they, honestly they, wanted to talk about that because Holy Roar is honestly my favorite label out of England. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? And that, that was the label I was going to put this out. I love all those fucking bands. Yeah, South really good Bard, bands. Holy shit, dude! And like, you know, to hear all this horrible shit, it's, it's like, it's uh, it's Rollo Tomasi, like, dude, all these bands, these like big, big bands for our scene, yeah, man, are now kind of like just hit, hit with this kind of shit, man. It's 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 it sucks, but I mean, nevertheless, it does seem that a lot of those artists that did get dropped are finding their places in other um, labels thank god respire was picked up by church road records which i honestly was not familiar with prior but you know shout oh. out to them thank you for putting this out <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I, I also think like all those artists are like established enough to like even just do it diy yeah man you know what i mean like people 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 buy it people dig it but uh yeah, anyway it's, it, it's crazy to hear like I like I wanted to get this this T-shirt from Holy Roar, and it's like uh, the crazy guy from uh, this uh, uh, Mitchell and Webb show. Uh, it's a BBC show and everything, and this guy is just like sus master general. That's the only way I could describe him. <laughs> He's just crazy, and uh, and the, the the T-shirt is him, and it's like an ugly close-up of him, and he said like. Uh, uh, there's more dread the longer you hold the note and it's like a direct quote <laughs> from the show or some shit like that you know yeah. it's great 
But uh, that Holy Roar thing, man, they had so much like great culture coming out of that. And then you hear this guy is just being a, like a bastard. He's a bastard, man. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. upsetting, man. It, yeah, and it, 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 whenever I see that kind of shit, I always like go to my bandmates and I go, like, I swear to God, I'll kill you, motherfuckers, if like. <laughs> if, 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 if one of your toxic traits ends up derailing the project <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you're about to about to like uh go like 200 hours in the booth with somebody <laughs> and then like they go off and act a fool somewhere and now like your goddamn art has like a stigma to it like yeah. uh i heard that happened to weir you know what i mean like Weir is one of my favorite bands, period. You know, and, uh, and supposedly Nick Bassett got on Twitter and started saying like extremely transphobic shit, and yeah. it's like that shit is not even online anymore. So it's not even like you could read it and be like, "Oh, he's a dick." You don't even know what he said. So it's just like he's a bad man. You know what I mean? So it's just like you don't even know how bad it is to like Weir. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, bro. But no, no, I, I, I feel all, you, dude. It, it's all bullshit. To me. I, I, I like, like where too, and it's just, it's just weird thinking like that is, is what you associate, what you think of when you're listening to where now. <laughs> I mean, granted, I'm, I'm willing to adopt the mentality of I can separate an artist's actions from the art, but having like said, Chris <laughs> Chris Brown, <laughs> but having said that, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that 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 is it's kind of an upsetting statement for a lot of people, but I hold I, I seriously do hold it true. Like I I'm capable of like disassociating Chris Brown horrible assaults on Rihanna with his amazing dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it. It's it's crazy. I'm sorry, dude. No, 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 you did. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, dude. It's like episode two, the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> the gang gets canceled. Uh, number yeah. fourteen. <laughs> we go on to a band that I, I I know. I'm pretty sure you know because uh, I've seen you comment a few times when I've posted shit about them. But Thin and their new record, Dawn, out of um, New, New York, New York. Yeah, I probably have heard them. And they are, not. yeah, they're uh, they're grindcore, mathcore, post-hardcore adjacent. It's honestly not too uh, far away from what heavy, heavy, low, low is kind of. But if heavy, yeah, heavy, I low, love heavy, low, low, but this I is like it. this is like heavy, heavy, low, low. If they leaned way more uh, angular post-hardcore and more grindcore, yeah. it's it, it's sick. It's really brutal. This is probably the closest metally thing that I've listed so far on here. Uh, this was put out on 12 gauge records the same label as putting out the four year health record uh, yeah I think also uh, 12 gauge does uh, number 12 looks like you yeah they, they, they got a whole bunch of cool artists on there uh, cool label go check it out now <laughs> number, yeah. thir- number 13 is uh, so I mentioned Ian of Regional Justice Center and Self Defense Family earlier with Patrick yeah. doing things this year he actually decided to take a step away from regional justice center and he put out a new band or a new project called military gun which is hilariously spelled <laughs> military spelled m-i-l-i-t-a-r-i-e i don't know why but 
that that's the spell, okay, that's the spell in the military. <laughs> they put out the My Life Is Over EP, and uh, yeah, it's cool seeing it's it's cool seeing him being like uh, not the drummer. Uh, it's cool him like he's the front man of the band. He he basically writes all the music and he gets his buds to play it. And I don't even know how to describe this, but this is basically post hardcore. I mean, in the generalist of sense, but. He's doing less screaming, and he's doing more melodic singing too. So that you kind of have like this interesting mix of influences, basically getting influences from like that all that Discord records type of stuff. I'd say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really cool project. I was actually really surprised how much I liked it, and I think Ian just puts out good stuff overall. So check that out if you are so inclined. All right, I'm gonna speed. You know, you, you, you need to make a post, like a, a company post. Yeah, like yeah, you need a list and all this kind of stuff. You yeah. need it. You need it. <laughs> I will be for those listening. I will be posting on my uh, Instagram nights off. I will be posting an episode guide for this one because if you just want to listen to me talk about specific stuff or us talk about specific stuff, I'll put timestamps because I care. So yeah, look forward to that. Hey, you don't want to hear that shinfo from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, number 12 is a band I know you know for sure. It is Boris with their latest record, nice. No. It's, it's, literally, it's literally called No. Anyways. Yo, dude, <laughs> she's a, that, little, that little girl, man, she is just amazing. What? She's like fucking, yeah. She's crazy. She's, that, she's, like, she's I, amazing. I remember the first time I got exposed to No, I mean to Boris, was I think... What's that? That uh, it was a music video. I think I first I first heard it on the radio, and then it was on WVUM, the the UM radio station. Oh shit! They have, yeah, they have one of those cool hours or something like that. I think it was like 2010 or something like that, and um, they had uh, I can't remember the song name. It's like my my face or my name is something. Um, I'm on my computer right now. I'll pull. But see, they have a music video also. So when I pulled up Boris to like like see what they're about, I see this weird, bizarre music video where they're just standing still, <laughs> and like their faces are blurred and everything. My name, uh, shit. and uh, I was hoping that would have pulled it up, but no. <laughs> but yeah, man, Boris is just powerful stuff yeah for those at home boris band out of tokyo japan three piece uh man where to even begin like honestly they can play all fucking genres they they like i know we were joking earlier but like they literally are all the genres like whenever the fuck they want they'll play anime music they'll play drone metal they'll play sludge metal they even have something that's country leaning like they've they've basically done everything and they have an absurd amount of records like to go to go down their actual discography yeah. of releases is absurd. <laughs> so many stuff, so many things. Uh, and this one, yeah. What was that last year? They were touring, doing. What was it? I think it was Pink, Full. They did like do a full they, album. Yeah, they they did perform Pink and Full. Like I think it was two years ago. I saw them last year when they were pl- uh, touring with uh, with Uniform when they were playing uh, their the stuff off their new like record. A great show. It was a really good show. Uh, well, it's crazy because they just put out a new record and then they're like, all right, here you go, guys, another record. <laughs> it's in That's such a dope. fast amount of time. But this record, I think you would be really interested in because this record is like if Boris went hardcore. 
straight up uh like it's it leans crust it leans hardcore it leans hardcore punk like everything punk adjacent is on this record and it's so sick uh there's even a comment there's even a comment by fucking henry rollins of all people of black flag he's just like yeah some good shit (laughs) which i i didn't even know henry rollins was even aware that boris existed but you know hey we now have that in the world and that's sick so if you have not listened to boris before and you were on the fence about boris this could be an interesting tie-in record to get into them just because it does lean so heavily in the punk realm so yeah yeah that's cool i like that do that I'm going to go over this one really quick because this is just straight up weirdo music <laughs> that only I probably know about. That's but good. I like that. I like the weird music. Number 11 is the band Mamalik, which is a... Oh, God. Uh, they've just put this record called Come and See. Um, the, the project, the project, it's a project out of California. Yeah. I got to say this, though. Here we are at number 11. So that means this album is better. The Boris, the all. The order, the order is like essentially how I like how much I return to it. I'd say, and what I ended yeah. up just really fucking with a little bit more. Uh, it's not to say that these bands are any better by any means. It's just whatever I ended no, up liking more. No, that is more. what you're saying. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck Boris, Mamalik kicks. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Mamalik is a project that started off with um. To this day, nobody knows the two brothers that we're aware of that make the music for Mamalik, which is so crazy to me. They've remained anonymous for years now. Uh, this was put out by The Flenser, a record label that you and I have talked about off, off, off audio about. And uh, yeah, um, where do I even begin with these guys? They're the most weird black metal band you will ever hear. They... Cool. <laughs> they self-describe themselves as avant-garde black metal it's like it's really experimental shit i do not even know how to begin to describe what they sound like it's just it's just straight up weirdo music like in the vein almost like of the body if the body was black metal (laughs) uh this but this yeah but what's cool about this particular record of theirs compared to all the other ones that they had prior was this the first time that they actually got a band behind them so now it feels like this really cohesive experience where now you have the two brothers playing with these three other dudes. There's like a fucking saxophone at one point that pops up in this shit. It it definitely feels a lot. It definitely feels a lot stronger. I don't know if that's the best word to use, but it's it's just sick. Go fucking check it out if you like weirdo shit. Yeah. Uh, what you just described though, it kind of reminded me of. I might have mentioned them actually in the last podcast. But it was the the weird um, duo from that I saw in New Orleans. Fuck, bro! I had the name in my head and then I lost <laughs> it. Uh, oh, no. let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. It'll pop up. No, you're good. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Uh, number ten. I guess we're now in the top ten. So here we go. Top ten. Number 10 is a band that actually performed here not too long ago, right before the craziness of the pandemic hit, uh, is the band Narrowhead, with their latest record, 12th House Rock, on Run For Cover Records. And Are you familiar with Narrowhead? I think I'm getting them confused with Fiddlehead or something like that. There is a Fiddlehead. That's a Have Have Heart's uh, singer's band. 
I don't know. I feel like I've listened to Narrowhead. I feel like I've listened to them, but like when I'm thinking about them, I'm thinking about Fiddlehead. <laughs> uh, they're not too far off from each other, uh, to yeah. be honest. But yeah, so Narrowhead is in grunge and indie leaning shoegaze band that also leans heavy alt rock and they're sick they're just they're just really tight uh, they're just sick <laughs> yeah uh i i imagine the lead singer's vocals could be a little annoying for some people because they're a little whiny uh at times no. but i mean I, I don't give a fuck about vocals so <laughs> it's no, it's, it's good shit i'm completely agreement with you like you know i guess it's because like we both like dive down like the black hole which is like underground music because you just get a lot of different kind of vocal styles that are just, just like insane yeah dude. you know what i mean and 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 there'll be like great things about their instrumentals so you'll ride that bitch out <laughs> you yeah. just deal with the the guy growling that is the mantra or doing pig squeals or something <laughs> Well, maybe a little less of that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a good time. Uh, yeah. num- number nine is a band that I recently discovered because of the band Slow Mass that I know you I and I have talked album. about. Yeah, uh, they toured with this band, Exalance, which is spelled E X H A L A N T S, or maybe it's pronounced X Halance. I don't know, but uh, their new record, Atonement. They are a three-piece out of Austin, Texas. I think you showed me them. I think you sent me these guys. I might have. Yeah, they're they're an interesting sound. Uh, They're very much entrenched in noise rock, noise punk, post-hardcore leaning. But the post-hardcore that they lean is more so in the vein of bands like Lowercase and Unwound, if you're familiar with that variant of post-hardcore, which is just really, Yeah. yeah, really angular riffs, really just like not as melodic and way more noisy and this shit's yeah. this shit's heavy dude for it not having like really <coughs> g- crazy vocals or screaming shit per se it's just it's just a heavy record uh and i didn't i didn't expect to like it as much as i did but i really fucking like it. yeah what is it like i heard unwound broke up this year after 30 fucking years yeah they're, they're, they're like, their base yeah, is, no, their base is best done. what oh shit yeah, Vern Ramsey. Really? Yeah, may he rest in peace. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, God, such a such a great basis. I fucking love him. May he rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest in power. We're gonna we're gonna pick up the mood a little bit with number cool. eight, which is a band that I always get so fucking excited talking about, and I can't believe that they released another record this year having just released their last record last year but we have a band i don't talk about as much uh or at least as often as i should but the band the budos band with their new record long in the tooth this is a this is like the wild card record on this list (laughs) they are yes long in the tooth that's the name of the new record the budos band is a (laughs) eight eight man eight member band out of new york new york on their own, I'm pretty sure they run the label, but it's a label in Brooklyn called Daptone Records. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, genres are spanning. We got Afrobeat, R&B, soul, funk, psych rock. I mean, they straight up got like all the horns, dude. <laughs> it's fucking sick. Uh, it's all instrumental stuff. There's no vocals. Yeah. Like, 
it's it's fucking it's 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 fucking sick. They're so good, dude. Uh, they've been they've been a band for 15 years now. This is their sixth LP. I, I you, you mentioning the the label? I gotta check them out. Yeah, like oh my god, they're probably they're probably like the, the, the yeah the Budos band B U D O S. The, they're fucking dope. They're they're this record in particular. I feel like they're finally like bridging the gap between uh, all that kind of Ethiopian funk stylings that they were doing in the beginning. Uh, and now they're kind of leaning yeah. a little bit more with like the psychedelic Sabbath inspired stuff. <laughs> like you just have to listen to it. It's 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 really good. Uh, a friend of mine I sent this to once described the Beatles band as music to rob a bank to. So. Ooh. <laughs> but, but I see the thing is I feel like that's probably indicative of the tempo and the vibe because you do not want to be jacked up robbing a fucking bank because <laughs> if you're jacked up robbing a bank everybody's gonna die your team's <laughs> gonna die all the fucking customers are gonna die the cops are gonna die this is gonna be a disaster <laughs> so i'm imagining kind of like those like gta missions where somebody's playing the bongos <laughs> <laughs> exactly the budos they're 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 fucking great i i can't str- if there's any fucking band that you check out on this goddamn list it's them it's, mm. it, it's actually approachable Say All right. <laughs> so yeah I, i'll try to wrap this up i guess uh or get close to it anyways mill spec with their new record world house uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with spec mill god mill spec they are from Toronto, Ontario. Once again, a lot of a lot of Toronto bands on here. They are five piece. They are straight up a hardcore band. Nice scene. And they are nice straight scene. up. They are just straight up a fantastic hardcore band. I I, I don't have anything else to say that's fantastic about them. You just have to check them check out. Check them out. Yeah, check them out. Mill Mill Dash Spec with a C. It's it's dope. Moving on to number six, a band I know you are very. Uh, excited about as much as I am uh, Soul Glow mm-hmm. with their latest AP songs, oh! songs to yeet at the yeah! sun I love it that was great Soul Glow that, out of Philadelphia Pennsylvania a four piece <laughs> they released this label on Secret Voice uh, they released this record on uh, Secret Voice which is Jeremy Bohm's record label of Touche Mori fun fact and also a sub uh, like, label of Death Wish but this genre, the genres on here, we're uh, spanning between screamo, hardcore, and noise rap. I don't know what you would call it, but this, you could just say hip hop. That's it. Yeah, yeah, hip-hop. sure. Let's do that. Uh, but dude, dude, this okay. This this is why I'm here. This is why you asked to talk to me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like uh, I have de- dove in with this band. And like they all come from like high pedigree bands, like the bassist. I met him in Uncle Lou's, and like watching these guys play live. Mind you, they're all like bigger than six feet. Like I am a tiny Puerto Rican man. <laughs> they're huge. <laughs> they they're like I'm five eight. You know what I mean? And these guys are all breaking six feet tall, and it's it like they're just they have a massive presence. And they physically embody it, you know. Yeah. But like, uh, like the basis, um, he's so amazing, so passionate, screaming like crazy, and just 
going at it on his instrument. Uh, I thought he was one of the best bassists I've ever seen. And I was watching a music video of Gatherers, and Gatherers came out with this music video, I think 2018, 2019. And I see my boy. I see my boy, uh, the bassist for Soul Glow, you know, um, playing guitar for them. You know, and it, like that's that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that's dude. sick. You know, because Gatherers is amazing for their own regard, and you see this guy doing it in two different levels. You know what I mean? It's like doing it with black nationalism and emo. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> and then um, also I was also um, the guitarist. He's incredible as well. He's from an, a, another Philadelphia band. Um, let me see if I could pull up the name. But they had they, that's another story of like um, the behaviors of a member of the band derailing the whole project because they were doing some sort of folksy kind of like um, pop punk project. And um, the singer was apparently like a predator. You know what I mean? So um, the second the guitarist even heard those kind of rumors, he 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 jumped ship. Like he was like, "Nah, I'm not doing this project anymore." But uh, the guitar work in that in that project is uh, is top notch. Like uh, you you see his talent really came out there. But um, you can see what he brings to Soul Glow, and uh, th- like it's just like all these like amazingly talented musicians. The drummer, I don't know who he is but like i saw him live and you know he's experienced um i don't know anything about the singer as well but yeah I've jo- spoken jo- jordan, jordan the singer I've like spoken on the bit definitely and, one of, definitely one of the cooler screamers for sure out there like it's it's intense especially sure. on the recordings uh like honestly the saddest thing about the cp is how short it is it's only four tracks but they go in and it, it's so crazy because they're pulling from all these crazy influences that you would not hear it, it traditionally in hardcore like i feel zeta does that uh with the whole latin american influences but like here you're getting like yeah. <laughs> you just have to check it out it, it's it's so sick you and then, like get, halfway through they'll, they'll go into beat yeah you know and what it, i mean they'll go into a straight beat in the middle of a hardcore song yeah where you're all of a sudden you're vibing there's this you know inc- I mean? incredible hip-hop track that's just randomly featured halfway through this record and it's a very nice change up it's a very nice surprise uh much like uh, the last record they put out, but it, it, oh my god, I fucking love this band. They're so great. Yeah, I, it, they are like you know. I said I said uh, thou earlier, but Soul Glow as well. And then they toyed with like you know, um, with everybody. Dream. <laughs> with everybody. I don't think it. I don't think it gets bigger than that. I don't think you can have a better tour than touring with Jerome's Dream and Gal Joy. You know, there's who, who like who else is gonna stack your tour? Nobody gets bigger than that. <laughs> you know. But yeah. Oh, I right. got okay, okay. You okay. gotta get it. I I gotta write this down. I'm sorry. I'm getting ready to tell you my picks. <laughs> hey, if you want to, um, I'll I'll stop here in my top five, and you can go in. Because I've been talking. No, a lot. no, 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 no. Sit. Go, go, to, go tell your next one. All right. So number five, another band I know, <clears throat> I know you know, is the band Nothing with their new record, The Great Dismal. Oh, 
we are going to disagree here. Oh, you don't like you don't like it as much. Oh man, you know, like I don't like it. I don't like this album. I, I can say it. Like I think the closest track it gets to like me liking it is probably what I think it's called Blue Mecca or Blue Mosque or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's kind of a disappointing venture from them because the last album they came out with. No, it's not the last one. The, the one before the it's the pink album. Tired of tomorrow. Something I can't remember. Tired of tomorrow. Uh, Tired of tomorrow is not. Is that the one with the 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 like the cut out cover album? Like you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally that one. Tired of tomorrow. Pictures or something. Okay, then that's the one that's their best. Then they came out with the last one, and I thought that was extremely good. But I felt like Tired of Tomorrow is a masterpiece. And then mm-hmm. this one probably like is the most distant from their sound. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I feel that, like- that that I definitely agree with. Like, it's definitely uh, it feels like they basically took all the shit that they personally like about '90s rock and literally just drew from all these crazy '90s influences. I and was just, the- and exactly. Then just, yeah, yeah. That's exactly my point. Yeah, and they just they just put shoegaze over it. <laughs> it, it, it. I didn't like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at their early music videos, mm-hmm. they they look like chavs. They dress like chavs, like British chavs. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like wearing wearing polos with their fucking buttons all the way to the top. Yeah, having tight little haircuts and stuff like that. Like they they do have this huge affinity for like '90s alternative and English english uh pop you know what i mean and um i feel like it's so evident in this album because the closest that they get to like progressive songs or songs start getting like you know aggressive in the slightest way it 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 kind of gets derailed with this kind of idea to me where they're trying to aim to be like i don't know like pulp or some shit and Mm -hmm. i'm not feeling it and i think it's also because like um, Nikki Dominic is the singer. Yeah. And it looks like he used to share songwriting skills. And it looks like he's not anymore. And um and I hear this album in previous albums, but you know, I don't I don't hear nothing so much because nothing was a collaborative thing. Yeah. And we might we might be falling into a a George Lucas with the prequel situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I but, but it, it's, 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 I it, don't see these other members coming back and it's kind of scary. No, but it's interesting because you're not the only person that's told me that too. I, I've had other people tell me the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't know about this new nothing record. Uh, I used to kind of like them. Now I don't know what I feel about this one. And it, it, I mean, again, everybody, you know, everybody's got different opinions on it. Of course. Uh, I, I really like it just cause I feel, uh, it was a really lot of catchy stuff, and maybe I was just a sucker for it. Uh, I and I um I can really feel the influence of their new guitarist, uh, the dude off of Cloakroom, Doyle. Uh, he brings some interesting stuff to here via backup vocals and via some of the guitars, whatever. But I don't know I, I I did like some of the the heavier mixing on the guitars. On some of the riffs now, more. granted, no, I get you, and I also they, they I, had some moments where it was like, it was like, um, 
it was like almost like uh oh what's what's that band that Thur thurston Mar martin is in thurston marshall or whatever ah dude i am so bad right now i'm falling apart um <laughs> i'm forgetting too you know what i mean like they they had like really good like effects moments with but i just felt like it was more like boring rock pop dad yeah. rock yeah it, and and, and it's, it's, it's funny you say that because yeah you could definitely hear you could definitely hear the 90s rock influence for sure i'm okay with that but i can definitely see people being jaded by it for sure i i totally get it especially especially when that second track comes on <laughs> the fucking uh lead single uh say less which sounds like something uh <laughs> like out of the strap it almost sounds like he's trying to and make like a 1980s anthem where we're gonna get like a <laughs> bunch of fucking singers to sing together and sing, sing for like uh to beat aids and shit like that like it's really bizarre like how they have these like moments in the in these songs where they if it almost feels like they're they, they're gonna go into a u2 song you know what i mean <laughs> but uh and i don't mean i i, I like you too <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh but yeah no i i feel you man i really like it maybe not somebody else doesn't like it now it does make me wonder though that are they going to continue going in this direction or will they bring it back to the more I traditional shoegaze format i just i i don't think they're going backwards you get me like i yeah. think that uh you know like i just uh it just doesn't seem like uh the I, I was literally looking it up before this because I wanted to talk about nothing because I feel like nothing was probably the most like you know controversial album of this year. You know what I mean? Because nothing yeah. is is really like such a f important band, you know, out there, and for them to like like drop the ball essentially, <laughs> it just is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? I I. I I was I was looking forward to it, you know what I mean? But it's just it's so different. It's it's aiming for something that's so different from they also, they also got some they also got I, some I can't wild say I'll, I'll follow up with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> did After see, being such a big fan. Did you see uh the shirts that they released for this record? <laughs> the merch designs. No. Uh so there's one ugly there's one <laughs> there's one shirt that features the old guy on the record <laughs> and you can straight up see his dick. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's buying that, but I'm glad it exists. <laughs> number number four is another big bigger band, I guess. Probably probably I guess the more known. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe not so much as known. But anyways, out of Toronto, Ontario, on Sub Pop Records, which has to be the biggest record label I've mentioned so far, we have Mets with their new record Atlas Vending. Are you familiar with Mets? Yeah, I heard, you know, I know Mets. I would literally, like, you know, I, I was like trying to do like some homework to get ready for this kind of stuff. And I was looking at lists and stuff like that. And everybody was telling me to check out Mets. I haven't yet, but, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I know I'm familiar with their other albums. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, 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 so that's your weight. That's your number what? That's my number four. Oof! I gotta check that shit out, though. Yeah, it's uh, it's I don't know. I'm surprised how much it resonated with me compared to other Mets records, where I just I've just generally been a fan, but nothing like yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna champion Mets forever. But 
now I feel like champion Mets. <laughs> uh, they yeah, are a noise that's, rock. That's what that means. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Industrial adjacent heavy alternative rock band. Uh, they're just they're just solid. I think this record in particular like has them doing their whole noise rock. Uh, they're a branch of noise rock, but way more catchier and way more uh, memorable riffs. Like it's just it's just stuff that I think about often, and I found myself returning to it far more than I thought I was going to. But yeah, good record. All right, we've made it to the top three. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. This next band is a band I want you to like. <laughs> I want you to know about. I, I don't know if you already yeah. know them. You probably do because you 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 know a lot more screamo bands than I do. But number three, we have Crowning with their new record, Survival Slash Sickness. Mm, I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, I think I think you'll really fuck with it. It's a uh, yeah screamo emo violence post hardcore leaning all the good stuff. Check out the track Ardent. Like if you if you like Ardent, you're, you're gonna like the record. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just like it, of all the screamo records I've heard this year, I think this is the most consistent, the most punchy, the, the most memorable. It's I I've listened to it way way more than I thought I was going to. It's it's really good. If you like screamo, you gotta like this shit. You gotta listen to it. I got, I'm gonna yo dude. Like again, like we, you gotta public publicize this. This on a list. There, there will be a list. My list. There, there will be a list. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, we have a band that you mentioned earlier returning to form. And I guess this isn't to anyone's surprise because I always fucking talk about them. But number two, we have the collaboration between Thou and Emmeru Frundle on May Our Chambers yes. Be Full. <laughs> Dow, nice. Dow Sludge oh, Doom yeah. Band out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Amaru Frundle, if you're not familiar with her, she is amazing. Literally everything she does is great. She is not only limited to her singer-songwriter folk stuff, but she's also a member of Red Sparrows, which is a very prominent post-rock band. She is a member of post-punk band Marriages. Fantastic band. <laughs> like, I, I can go on. She does amazing stuff. So, the fact that Amaru Frundle, somebody who you would not think of at all related to thou in the same space to see them doing a collaboration. I had the privilege of seeing this live performed before the record actually came out in New York. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. It was, it was such a cool combination. I, I like they somehow make it work. They play off both their styles so well. And this particular record is very much uh, grunge adjacent. Like there's a lot of riffs that are inspired very much. So in the vein of like Allison Chains and whatnot, and I think the, uh, I think Andy, the guitarist, even said that I, some of the rec- some of the tracks and the riffs are influenced from stuff like a Perfect Circle, which you wouldn't expect. You know, um, a Perfect Circle is pretty dope. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, when you and I. Think about a band like Perfect Circle. We're gonna like wander. Our thoughts are gonna wander to like middle school. Of you know what I mean? So it's like it applies kind of like a stigma, you know. Whereas like I'm pretty sure like this guy from Thou doesn't have that stigma. It was just like another band in his stable of bands. You know what I mean? I like like you know, um, Deftones evades this kind of stigma because they're so like monumental right. you know what i mean and like like um they and i'm just gonna go ahead and just make it a uh 
honorable mention on your list <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's a it's an honorable mention on my list but i'm gonna also apply it to your list too let's do it's it. an honorable mention deftones that album was just it, it like it was a crazy like uh release for a band that's been in the game for like almost 40 years yeah I really you know what like i mean it. they literally have like maybe two songs might be two of the best songs they've ever done on that album you know uh, the link is dead, and they got another one that is just killer, you know. And uh, like, um, there's so many bands from that era that we're afraid to say we like, like Lincoln, like Lincoln Park, or like uh, Limp Biscuit, yeah, Corn, Mudvayne, Static. But, but, un- but like, unlike I those bands, I will forever champion Deftones. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like Deftones stands apart because, like, their their artistry is like undeniable. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You don't like, you, like when when Jonathan Davis is like, you know, talking about like child abuse, you know, or like, <laughs> like, like or Disturbed starts has that part and get down with the sink of this where he's like, "I'm sorry, mommy, I'll be a good boy." It's so uncomfortable. You know, and it really, it's it's like, it's like shock rock. It's more like Marilyn (laughs) Manson bullshit than artistry. And I'm not going to like, like negate the artistry with what they are doing, but Deftones doesn't have to do that to be great is what I'm saying. You know? Right. It's great. Did you hear, did you hear about what happened with the guitarist? I did. He's a flat earther dog. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, and it, 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 what, what's wild? What's wild to what's wild to me was um I wasn't aware that Stephen Carpenter was the son. Like um, his parents are in that yep. vein. I, I and apparently his parents are famous. I wasn't aware, but like they're kind what of are they famous for for being apparently crazy people. <laughs> 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 are also very much famous f- crazy person. <laughs> Stephen Carpenter. Like apparently, uh, they're also known for very similar thoughts. So again, it makes sense why he thinks that way. I get, I imagine, is where he got it from. But uh, yeah, they're apparently in that same vein of thought for years. Uh, so it's it's just wild to me that I wasn't even aware of this particular parent of his history. But yeah, uh, I don't know if Deftones is canceled, but <laughs> if no, it, you, I don't think you can cancel. Like you really shouldn't be able to cancel a band for just being stupid like that. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I just saw so much shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do know that Abraham, the drummer, basically publicly defended him. Like you know, whatever if he if he believes this shit, you know. <laughs> Good. Good. I like. He's giving me so much fucking good. <laughs> I, I, I'll let him be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. So uh, that was your so Dow and um, Emma Ruth Riddle is your number two. Yes. So this leaves us with the number one, which is. Oh, not- wait, wait, before we do number one, let which- me give you my list. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Okay, I'm gonna give you my list, and my number one's silly. All right. My, my number so, one's a little silly I- too. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, that's perfect that we didn't take this too seriously. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> so this is not in like any real particular order, but like kind of, you know what I mean? So like the, and it's not even like a top 10. It's like a top eight, 
you know, I probably could fit more, but whatever. This is what I got. So the 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 one on the top of the list is the weekend. I love this album that he came out with this year. I really, really wanted to listen it's, to it. Uh, it's like a return. You really need to like you, you talk about how you want to get into hip hop. He is one of the most easiest to listen to. No, yeah, I've I've heard it, I've heard his it's stuff. Sure vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've heard his stuff before. I remember I remember when I first heard the weekend. I thought. Oh, he's just he just talks about sex. That's his that's his that's why people like him. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he, 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 just, he makes he's the sex man, he makes sex music. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um so many people around me that I didn't particularly like were just really into him, so that was kind of like a turn of off course. at the time. Yeah. But then um when I eventually listened to him, I, I, I got the impression that okay he's very much capable he's very much deserves all the credit he gets and i can totally side with why people say he's so fantastic because i think he deserves it he's he really is great yeah he's great and like um what's particularly special about this album uh, a friend of mine explained to me but um in my personal agreement like uh, the weekend was the best when he was doing like his first breakout ep which was called uh the trilogy which was mm-hmm. like some sort of like demented sex dream of the guy and uh he has some like white kid from toronto that actually produced everything and together they were the weekend but you know apparently when drake was bringing up the weekend to the major leagues he said we only got room for one in the car so he kicked out the producer and then he became the weekend but uh, and they were not talking for years and i personally don't think like the weekend really made that great music. Like it was good, but it wasn't really that great. Be after House of Balloons, like it's enjoyable, but it's not like mastery. But now this album, I feel, is a return to mastery because apparently he settled the score with this guy, oh. and now they're making music together. So it's special, you know? Yeah. Um. Then do, I would do, say, so do, uh, so do you, do you do you find like the elements that made? that past Returns. music when they were together Absolutely. like so gray is back it's like almost a trip hop kind of feel it's very oh smooth, shit i really like trip slow hop. beats yeah so like that's what it's like really like his music is really driven on and um the fact that you like trip hop i'm pretty sure you will love like the majority of like of a spectrum of underground hip-hop because portishead and and massive attack are probably one of the most heavily yeah, I love massive attack. People. You know, they're they're one of the most heavily sampled people. And uh most of these people who are listening to these songs don't realize where these samples are coming from. But you know, you and I were enthusiasts here. Like I wouldn't put it past you to be able to have fun trying to isolate samples. I do. You know what I mean? I yeah. like, I know this from something. You know what I mean? But um after the weekend, I would say Holy Fawn. Holy Fawn came out with an EP this Great year. Great band. One song, two, two kind of atmosphere songs. So it's really just one song. But that one song is dope. That's it. <laughs> it's like post-rock metal. It's, do- it's dope. Um, Kilo Kish, she hasn't had an uh, actual official release since, I would say, like 2017. She's this uh, R&B singer that was a part of the Odd Future Collective. That's how I found her. I found her about 2010. She's always kind of done her own things and not try to go for the major light and everything. But in the last like year and two, I would include this year, she's kind of come out with singles and tracks and stuff like that. And they've all been really special. 
Hell it's yeah. like drug. It's like drug pop. It's 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 really drony. <laughs> Hell awesome. yeah! It's really cool. That you know that, that I can get by. And really cool music video videos too. Like my favorite one, she's like fist fighting herself throughout a mansion <laughs> and stuff like that. It's really dope. I'll actually send you that. Kilo Key, yeah, please, please. Somebody do. nobody really knows about, and she's just quietly just making her own kingdom. Oh she's shit! Kind she's, of like, she's, uh, she's born in she's, Orlando. Hell yeah. She's, she's not blowing up. No, she is not blowing up. But she I'm has, saying like, she's born in Orlando. Oh, she is? Yeah, hell yeah. She's one of us. Nice. <laughs> she's one of us. <laughs> but yeah. Fellow she's, Florida she's, man. She's kind of like Jean uh, Ieko. Jean Ieko is just incredible. Actually, you know what? Let's put Jean Ieko on this list. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think she came out with an album this year. It was probably dope. Boom, Jean Ieko. Uh <laughs> She's so fine. She's on my list. And then after this, I would put um, No Man. It's uh, the new band. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a female hardcore band. They came out with their first hit, th- their first album this year. Super fucking hard. Okay. And Shit, then I forgot. That, I forgot that came out. Fuck. That was so good. It was a dope ass album. You know? And then after that, I would go with Clams Casino. Clams Casino came out with an ast- instrumental this year, and all the cool stuff he did with YouTube, all that multimedia shit we were talking about earlier about having to survive COVID. He was coming out with all these cool visualizers for all these like smooth ass fucking like chill wave beats. Clams Casino, the only reason why we know fucking ASAP Rocky. Um, yeah. After that, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, one of the best. Oh, I, I saw this pop year. up on a lot of people's list. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs, man, my favorite rapper right now. You know, I I, I gotta say, like, uh, you know, I love Lil Uzi. You know, he's his his style and his like, you know, personality really sets him apart. Young Thug, I love all these people, but number one right now has got to be Freddie Gibbs. He controls the Instagram game. He <laughs> controls the music video game. He's got all the artists wanting to work with them. The Alfredo is a uh, album produced by the Alchemist, who's like one of the best real deal like real real dj is not like some he, he fucking, sounds like like, like using beeps and boops he samples and stuff like that like when i first got my first uh turntable um I, I was like collecting uh uh vinyls like crazy but one of my first vinyls that i collected was um the alchemist of uh, flight or some shit like that and it's an entire album that's using samples derived from rocky movies so it's just what? the weirdest fucking shit ever. And you got like Danny Brown and Action Bronson trying to rap over like like a boxing Ooh, ring sound. Big, big fan like of that. Danny it's Brown. So tight. And like because it's aesthetically sampled from music from the 70s, it actually like works with like the vinyl analog sound system. And I feel like that is so important to consider when you're like collecting your album it uh, collecting your vinyl album it's you're either having some sort of emotional attachment to the album or you know this is gonna sound dope so um <laughs> so after freddie gibbs we're on my final two i really want to check that out two. now you got to check out alfredo so then um the final two stormlight their Hell debut yeah. album you if, know if i, I, if, I if i had 21 so, if i had 21 they would be 21 Oh, yeah, 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 dude. Stormlight was super dope. I was super happy with it. And then, have you heard? Uh, okay, my number one. <laughs> Do you have you heard? Have you heard of Molchadoma? What? 
Oh wait, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. The uh, yes, the the, the, punk, the, the Russian post punk band out of uh, yes. putting oh. stuff on Sacred Bones. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking really good. Dude, they took over the world. <laughs> they're like, there's memes about them. Oh my god, dude, Mulcha Doll, man. To me, they they had uh, such an incredible year, and they used the entire Russian propaganda machine to get <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 to get into our hearts. You know what I mean? Oh my god, they're so That's my good. Top eight, Mulcha Doma. See, this, this is why this is why I need the fucking fifty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's too many. No, there's too, I probably there's, could actually could. Like, there's just too much. Bit, there's too much though. No. There's too much yeah, stuff. There's too much. But yeah, I've never knew how to pronounce that fucking group's name. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right, so don't take my word for it. <laughs> uh, my my number one, I guess, to take things in a different direction, go. is is a very sad record actually. <laughs> no. I think it perfectly encapsulates 2020. 2020, yeah. But, uh, is a, also from the Flunzer. Uh, this is Midwife Forever. Uh, Midwife is the project of, what's her name again? Her, she's a multi-instrumentalist. Her name is Madeline Johnson. She does this entire project mm-hmm. by herself, and she self-describes her music as heaven metal. <laughs> Which is heaven metal. It's a fun, fun, Ooh. fun, fun, fun title. That, that's another Spotify genre for you. Heaven metal. I'm looking. Yeah, that's a Spotify genre. Right? <laughs> I'm looking at her fucking uh, Spotify. She looks scary. <laughs> she. Uh, <laughs> her music's like dream pop, shoegaze adjacent, like just overall experimental pop stuff. But it's. That's this cool. this record that. this record's really interesting because it det- it basically detail to me it reads like a very clear arc from beginning to end of essentially how she dealt with the loss of somebody very close to her and That's rough. it like it, from the very beginning of the record like you could just tell how pained she is making this music You're talking but, about forever yeah the record forever uh, with that very interesting. I have no idea what the fuck it is on the, <laughs> on the fucking album art, but uh, wow, uh, I've liked her for a while. Like I, I really liked her music, but this one is really. And what, what's cool about this record is it's so short. It's like there. I think it's like less than thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like. And uh, I can't stress that like from beginning to end, you just get the clear arc of her going from "I hate everything, the world needs to end" to some glimmer of hope that things will be okay but it's yeah. so it's so palpable and so felt and i don't know why i ended up returning to this so i mean i do really like sad music but uh i just found myself returning to this far more often than i thought i would and yeah it's it's just the most memorable record of this year for me i really 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 enjoyed it and gotta check it out it's kind of hard to recommend but uh especially be- <laughs> especially especially because like even like on the composition like it's very minimalist in a way but much like in the vein of the mj guider record i mentioned earlier i think this is another kind of mood piece that you kind of just have to feel in the moment but yeah. once you experience it you won't forget it type deal it's simple for all the great greatest of reasons and i really really like it so thank you the flunzer for contributing two records to this list uh, <laughs> uh yeah but yeah that's my list. 
Yeah, we did a pretty. We did, we did a good job. Yeah, man. We need we need like a list list. Like we need literal lists so you can look at it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I will definitely be posting an actual list for sure, so you can look at all the pretty pictures and <laughs> see all the names and spellings and whatnot for anyone then interested. Hear the for songs. sure, and then hear the songs. Then hear the songs. Yes. But uh, but yeah, um, what a what a year, man. It's it's almost over and. I feel it's only going to get better for so many of these artists. And I, I'm praying that we'll finally, finally get live shows again. But yeah, I, the vaccine, you know, everybody has these like crazy ideas about it. But I just hope it's just steps towards, you know, things getting back to normal. You know what I mean? I just want to go back to fucking shows and bars. <laughs> I want to see Jimmy Choose play live. Oh, bro, dude, let me tell you, man, it's really hard to be in a band. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. Yeah, man, we're just trying to see our drummer. Just, just come on, let's have a practice. <laughs> <laughs> please. But yeah. yeah, yeah, please, please take time out of your life to actually have a practice with us. But please. that's the whole game, you know what I mean? Like, that's why hunt, the drummers are the hardest to get, you know, and then gonna work with <laughs> yeah, but you were very yeah. vocal last time about how great he is it's just of course finding the time is always ass yeah it's life what it is is life is kicking everyone's ass right now you know what i mean it's like it's not just it's not just him like my guitarist also has been like super caught up with everything and it's just like everybody's kind of living in like uncertain times right now like i I, i've got it kind of easy right now because i'm on a path of just being on school and just doing gig work you know what i mean uber i'm doing these like online um like dispatch jobs and you know what i mean like it's just gig work you know i I, i'm not really concerned about like establishing a tenure somewhere Whereas, like, you know, if you don't have, like, a set, like, step one and two, you know, this whole world is just very scary, you know, especially with how it looks right now. Really <laughs> horrible way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but don't be sad. Just be sad when you listen to the records. But don't be sad. Yeah. Lo- <laughs> be happy. Listen to music. Listen, <laughs> listen to Kilo Kish. She'll make you feel good. I, 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 I definitely want to check out those hip hop records because, yeah, I, I've been listening to a bit more overall. Uh, like, I, I discovered this year, I don't know if you're familiar with him, he's an artist called Choker, who uh, yeah, apparently Joker? his. Yeah, apparently his whole thing is that he sounds very much like Frank Ocean. <laughs> that's the main criticism he but gets. That's it. Hey, man, there's a huge market for that, bro, because Frank Ocean is not making music. But, uh. He's just not doing it. He's. Yo, uh, dude, they had uh, something called Camp Flogna, which is like a music festival made by Tyler, the creator. And it's like an extremely affordable music festival for like the people of L.A. It's supposed to like, you know, be Tyler giving back to the kids kind of shit. You know what I mean? And it's a whole carnival and everything. And he gets like a surprise headliner every year. And all these like pompous little 16 year olds were like just projecting their wants they're just like i just want it to be frank ocean like even though frank ocean has not been on the radar for maybe four years they're just out of nowhere being like i want it to be 
Frank Ocean. And yeah, Drake that. comes out. And I don't, I can't think of anybody bigger than Drake. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like not even Kanye. You know what I mean? I'd like, I, there's nobody I'd rather see than Drake. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, Jay Z could come out. It'd be a historic and monumental thing. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it more than Drake. You know what I mean? Like Drake is like a music of my generation. It's really big for, you know, so like these kids, they see Drake come out and they start booing and I, and it's, and uh, Tyler, the creator comes out, starts cussing out his fans. Great. But um, (laughs) you stupid pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) He really did come out hot. But um, because you know it's 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 a gift. It's essentially a gift from Tyler, you right. know. And um, it's just crazy, you know. Like Frank Ocean's incredible, but he's got this cult following that's toxic, bro. I Damn. hope Choke doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still he's still very much a. Uh... Not as recognized, I think. He's still trying to make it, but I, I really like his yeah. stuff. I also really, uh, I listened way more to JPEG, JPEG Mafia this year, so I really like him now. Nice. Um, another really good uh, R&B um, person is, I think, Saba. Saba? Yeah, Saba. It's, uh, I heard him from kind of like a, a dj collective out of new york or something like that like mm-hmm. you know I, I i have certain like taps of information and stuff like that yeah and these were like the electro dj hipsters out of new york and stuff like that and he has some like really good really good like emotional r&b you know and um i had the chance to see him in orlando and his closer was just unbelievable you know what i mean i'm yeah. here to see my boy the saba and then all of a sudden jid or jid comes out and he is just an amazing lyricist like that's something you should check out everybody in like major saba music, spelled s-a-b-a j-i-d oh j-i-d yeah jid or some shit like that but um and um like if you listen to like major major industry music and listeners and stuff like that like when they talk about who's the best lyricist kendrick or or drake or some stupid shit you know um they normally shoot straight to j cole and j cole is like trying to start his own little odd future asap collective and it's called uh, dreamville and jid is one of those people in that group and he's honestly better than fucking j cole like jid is probably uh a talented enough to take over the world and Jeez. um a lot a lot of people that get into that kind of talent um become very aware of how they're trying to be exploited so people like chief keith and shit like that they'll sabotage their careers so they don't transcend a certain level where like the music industry will push them to do things you know what i mean <laughs> shit well I, I definitely want to check that out though yeah, check out Saba. Saba was really good. Saba J-I-D. and Jid. J-I-D. Writing all this down. All right, well, we are very close to the two-hour mark. I'll say we'll call it here. 
but hey thank, oh, you, yeah. thank you so much man for coming on again dude i have so much fun with this we need to do this more i i know um you wanted to make this like an interview based thing but um, I, I, honestly, I, I, I see it going. It in the, yeah, I see it going in the, more in the direction of like whatever the fuck I want to talk about, <laughs> or whoever wants to just Which get on to talk about flexible. shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in my intro, I'm gonna include yeah, some I, shit like that's kind of the new direction of the podcast. And yeah, we're just gonna try to get whoever, whenever. <laughs> I'll come on as many times. Yeah, as you are, are you are more than welcome to come on whenever. Whatever. We could talk about Star Wars. We can Wars. make more lists. <laughs> I'm going to make more lists. Oh, dude, you do not want to get me to start talking about Star Wars. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> uh, you don't want it to be filmed. <laughs> You're going to start having me say some like crazy shit. Everybody's going And down. what was it? My mom. My mom. Oh, dude, we're talking. We're about to talk about Star Wars on the fucking podcast. So we're in trouble. But my mom. This is this this is almost embarrassing. I kind of don't want to talk about this, but I'm gonna. But my mom was like super impressed with me, very sadly, because like I was just going on my Star Wars rants, you know. And I go like, you know, there's so many missed opportunities in Star Wars. And uh, I I talk I started talking about Thrawn. I don't know if you're familiar with. Of the course, of the best villain in Star Wars expanded material. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I started talking about Thrawn, and now he's like the focal point for the Mandalorian. So my mom's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, like, <laughs> why do you, why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So don't get me on that Star Wars ish. But yeah, man, I just want to say like I have a lot of fun doing this with you. And, for sure, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm down to come on whenever you want. Hey, you are always more than welcome. <laughs> Until hey. then, everybody. Take care out there. Be good. Listen to some music. <laughs>